You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Political day, Rav Shach was a political person. Political in the sense that it was, he, he knew that it was important for the Torah uh, principles to be upheld and for the right people to, to, to win in his mind in order for the yeshivas to be supported, in order for B'nai uh, Torah not to be drafted, uh, for people to get support, for learning, whatever he thought was important. So they formed their own, um, the, uh, first of all, you know, there was the Degelat Torah, that was a little bit later, and then he was fighting for the Aguda. Now, um, he became the leader that everybody was uh, connected to, and everybody would look for him, and he would he became like a political person. Um, obviously, you know, I'm not talking about Chacham Avadia, and Chacham Avadia, of course, Zatzal also uh, became the person to stand for Shas. But the Degelat Torah, that was, that was uh, Rav Shach. And before that, it was also the Aguda, who, connect, who disconnected from the rest of the religious parties and made their own uh, party of Aguda Sisro. We know that that was a lot of politics, and politics, as you can see, leads to a lot of tension. Um, but on the day of, and especially as the elections were, were, were happening, Rav Shach made sure that in the yeshiva, everything was calm. In fact, Rav Shach himself felt that it was important to show that it's a day of Tyra, that, okay, you have to do things politically, but you're not going to get yourself off your base completely. In fact, he made a point to give his regular shear. His usual shear of Shach's usual shear was on Tuesday, which happens to be the election day always in the United States. But it ha- but and Rav Shach put a lot of effort into that shear clothing. In fact, people used to come to speak to Rav Shach and they knew wait till after the shear clothing because even when he was reaching and less you'll appreciate this, even when he was approaching a uh, hundred years old, he was still giving those shiurim. Um, and he would come into the base medrash uh, late into his 80s and 90s um, with incredible energy. And even though many times he was very, very weak, uh, when he gave the shear, he gave it with a tremendous amount of, of, of passion and energy. And he made sure to give his shear on the election day. Um, and he says that, uh, he says, no, he says, I understand people are going to vote. Afterward, listen, we're going to have a regular Seder in the yeshiva. People have to come, and we're not taking a break. We're going straight back to learning. And that is, in a way, uh, what we have to understand. Politics is a necessity, but it cannot drag us down. Um, Speaking about Rav Shach, of course, and uh, he was, as much as he was a great leader, and people, everyone wanted to see him, and his time was very limited. He made sure to be involved with people that were broken, people that didn't have others to turn to, and he would spend a lot of time with them. Uh, and he was really, uh, in a way, despite being a very strong personality, he was extremely caring uh, in Sudokus. Um There was a... Uh, uh, again, when they, when they, uh, there was a time when the elections 
because of the Israeli government. I don't remember what year that was. Well, actually, you can see here what year it was. That was in um, 1988, um, and the elections then, Tavshin Memtes, uh, which was the 1988 in the fall of 1988, and they needed to get their party in between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Um, and um, there were many people were involved in trying to get the party together who was going to represent them in the Knesset. And uh, at that point, uh, a Bukhar showed up. Um, and the Bukhar said that, uh, I want to speak with Rav Shach. And of course, all the big machers there said, "You can't. We can't go into Rav Shach now. Don't you know what's going on? This is this is an extremely important moment in, in Israeli politics." So he says, "Rav Shach wants me." So, Rav Shach told you to come. So they brought him in, and Rav Shach, when Rav Shach saw this young bocher, this bocher, you know, about eighteen, nineteen years old, however old he was, Rav Shach said, "No, come in," and Rav Shach took him into his own room. He closed the door, and even though we had all these, you know, you know, rabbonim politicians involved, he spoke to this young man for a very long time. What was it about? Um, Rav Shach had spoken to him six months earlier. He was a bocher that was in Ponovich Yeshiva, and Rav Shach had spoken to him that he felt it was time for him to get involved in Shaduchim. And, 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 and at that point, the boy was a little bit worried. Should he start the Shaduchim? There might be some difficulties. Um, and Rav Shach had told him that when you want to start getting involved in Shaduchim, come to me. So now the boy decided. Rav Shach had, he called, he left a message and said, come to me. So Rav Shach spoke to him about how one can, can, can be successful in Shaduchim. And it was taking a very long time. So everybody was sitting there, um, uh, they couldn't believe it, because they needed, it was only a three days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, uh, and they had to get the, they had to get the slate of the people that were supposed to sit in the, uh, in the Knesset, whatever it was, and they kept on opening the door to see, no, are you finished? Are you finished? And Rav Shach stopped them. He said, wait. He says, you don't own me. I, <laughs> Take it easy. Oh, you know, I, I'm talking to him, and it, it took what would they considered a very long time. So Rav Shach is telling him that you can get involved. Don't worry, it'll it'll work. You'll be able to to find the right shidduch. So he said, "Okay, I'll start working on the shidduchim." But he said, "Rebbe, will you be my Masada kedushin?" And he said, "Not only be Masada kedushin." And again, Rav Shach at this point was already quite an older man. <laughs> he said, I'm coming to dance at the Chasana too. In fact, Rav Shach got up and he gave him a bottle of wine. And he said, this bottle of wine you'll keep. And this will be the bottle of wine from which we're going to pour the kais of Kedushin for you. Now, the Bukhar goes up. He has this bottle of wine. And he said, and he was about to leave the door. And Rav Shach said, wait, wait, wait. Those people out there are really nervous. And they've been upset, I know. But they, but if they see you come out with a bottle of wine, afterwards it's going to get even worse. So, the question is, was white or red? <laughs> 
put it this way, you can, you can imagine that if he comes out carrying this bottle of wine, they're going to be even more, they're going to get even make more bahola. So what did Rav Shach do? Rav Shach uh, said, I'm going to, I'm going to take that bottle and we're going to put it in a special container. They're not going to know what even it is what you have. So what do you see? You see that even when it's Tzarek Tzibur, and it's a very important thing, the elections, but there's still Mesiras Nefesh you have to have for a Yochid. And especially if, if it's something that you took an interest in before, you finish the job. Even though this big issue of, of, of the Israeli elections and deciding what was going to happen, which Rav Shach felt was important. And that is one aspect of how Rav Shach looked at the election. Another... Um, this that was in 1988. In 1980, um, again there was the elections in 1980. Um, that was when you, Moshe, you might remember. I, I again, you were young then, but that's when they decided that they were not going to be one united religious uh, party. In other words, the Pole. Well, for the, there was always. Uh, let me say this better. The, there was at one point all the religious parties were like one unit. Then the Mizrahi or the Mafdal split from the what we call the more right wing uh, Haredi parties. But up, but there was a, a point where Agudas Yisrael was together with Poale Agudas Yisrael, and that is called Mapai. Right now, Poale Agudas Yisrael is was also a from party but those people went to work they weren't necessarily representing the yeshivot they weren't mizrahi but they weren't haredi either they were called pole agudas yisrael so um rav shach felt that the aguda even though they both have the name agudas yisrael they need to split between agudas yisrael and pole agudas yisrael mapai and uh, right, have to be pushed to the side and that caused a lot of tension, a lot of argument. Rav Shach felt, and, and, and the stipler of Chaim Kanievsky's father, Zatzal, felt that even though they're not going to have Poli Agudas Yisro with them, that they could still survive separately. Um, and really, Rav Shach felt that we need to get the seats. And again, it sounds like, well, just like we're talking tonight about the electoral college, who's going to win and where the seats are coming from. Rav Shach and the Rabbanim were saying, in the 120 seats, we've got to get the seats that Mapai had from before. Anyway, it turned out that because of the B'nai Torah that voted and everything, that Poli Agudas Yisrael lost their seats in the Knesset. And, and from that point on, they really were, have not been a political force at all. So, um, when that happened, there was this sense, we won! And the B'nai Torah were like, we're, we're, we're celebrating that Rashach and the Stipler, that we were able to win the seats in the Knesset, and we've got it, and look, Ritzon Yerei Yaseh. So they went to tell Rav Shach the big success of the election night, that the, that they had won the seats, and Poli Agudas Yisrael lost the seats, and they didn't even, they're not going to even be able to be represented in the government. He looked at them and he said, I fought for this, but you shouldn't be happy now. You can't, I wanted this to happen, but I sense in you simcha. 
we know there are Jews. I disagree with these Jews. But there are Jews there now who are very sad, who have Agnes Nefesh. You can't, if you know that people are sad and frustrated, you can't be in a state of simcha because that itself is bad midos. That itself is, is, ruins you because that allows you to, to be besimcha over someone else's, what someone else can't get. People said, but, but you wanted that. They said, didn't you? You were working so hard that you felt that they were wrong. He said, I wanted them, but not to be besimcha. He said, look at the Gemara in Brachas. The Gemara in Brachas says that who was the one that they chose to make the Bracha of Elam The Bracha that we want, the Moisrim, the Balei Avera, to be eliminated from the earth. Who did they get to do that? Shmuel Akotah. Why was it the Tana that was known as Shmuel Akotah? Because it says in Mesech Tzavos, Shmuel Akotah said, Bin Folei Vecha Al Tismach, Becha. Shmuel HaKotan was the one in Pirkayovas that tells us not to be happy. The person's your oyev. He hates you. He wants you dead, perhaps. But you don't be happy when he, when, when, when he gets in a fila. That's the one who was, was never happy, the one who taught that. He's the one that could write that brocha that's about the Rishoyim losing. Now, this vart that Rav Shach said was also said by Rav Kook and Rav Salvechik. They've all three said the same idea. In order to write the Nusach of victory, you can't have a sense of Hisparus and, and a sense of that I win and I have to be happy. Again, whoever's going to lose tonight, I'm sure the other side is going to be extremely happy. That's bad midos. To, to have a simcha, tzuma, that, that the other people, no. It happens. Now, you could be happy whoever wins the election tonight, whoever you're deciding to think will do, the, uh, America will be better with. But be careful about not feeling a sense of hisparus, uh, uh, a sense of being over the person who was rooting and was voting and was hoping for the other side. And that's what Rav Shach taught us as far as that goes. As I said, Rav Shach, uh, as a leader, tried to 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 model what it meant uh, to have midas tovus, even though you were involved in a, in a political way. Um, Rav Shach, as you know, he lived to be a hundred, a uh, hundred years old, a hundred and one, I think, perhaps, and um, uh, still, that was the address that people would go to. Uh, even late into his 90s. Um, there was a certain Bokhar, was only about 14 years old, who clearly was suffering from certain mental condition. Maybe he was, a, um, you know, he had a, maybe he was autistic, perhaps other things. Maybe there was a certain other sort of mental scarring that he had. And for some reason, he was always be going to Rav house. And whenever things, whenever he would lose it, whenever he would find this, uh, himself um, overwhelmed by panic and other things. Where did he go? He didn't go to his psychiatrist, a psychologist, his Rebbe. <laughs> he went to B'nai Brak, to, to the Godel Ador, Rav Shach himself, and, 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 and Rav Shach knew who he was. Um, 
people finally asked Rav Shach, especially as he was getting weaker and weaker. Look, chesed is chesed. But there's got to be a gvul to how much a person has to do. Look, even if you wouldn't be who you are, the head of the political party, Rosh Hashivan Ponovich, uh, you're already over 80. You're not well. You had an operation a number of years ago. You're supposed to be careful. So, here you are giving your time. Isn't this a little bit foolhardy? He says, you know what? You're right. Based on Midas Adin, you're correct. I shouldn't have given him so much time. I shouldn't have sat with him and talked with him. I shouldn't have done all that. In fact, um, uh, you know, uh, when he came, I should have just spoken to him and given him a couple of minutes, if that. But I want to tell you one thing. You know who this boy is. He was here two weeks ago. And he's going to come again in another two weeks. What can I do? I try to help him. I try to calm him down. I try to speak to him in a way to show him that he can, he can, he can persevere, that he's able to push forward. But I can't cure him. Whatever he has needs a miracle. I'm not able to do a miracle for him. However, there's ways that we can generate miracles to happen. You know how that is? When a Kaddish Baruch Hu sees that a Jew is doing something which seems to go against his teva. When a Jew, when a Rosh sees the man is old, the man needs to sleep, the man needs a nap, the man shouldn't be getting so involved, he, and yet he's still trying to do chesed with someone else? A Kaddish Baruch Hu looks at that and says, all right, I'm going to help I am sure that the Rabbani Shalom sees that you're right. Maybe it, it, it does take a lot out of me. It makes it is hard for me to, to stand and listen and hear. It's more than normal. It's illogical. But when we do things that seem to be abnormal and illogical for the sake of others, then Mineshamayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will also deal with those others and send them what they need, even where the doctors say it's a condition that can't be cured. So, isn't that worth it, Roshach said? Isn't that worth it? And Roshach used to say that we have to realize all of us have that kayach. We're not God, but we can show God how important things are to it. Biyad koladam lishanis mazolis. We can change what seems to be the mazel. We can be change Yeshua's. How is that? Because we have to realize what's our limits and push them. Push us beyond what seems to be our limits. We have to go further than what our our doctor tells us or our good friend tells us. And if we do that, that is a way for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to respond. Another thing he said was, we have to be mavater. We have to forgive. We have to be quiet. Again, our, our candidates could learn a lot from this. Navlig, nisgaber. Even if, even if we've been insulted and we've been hurt, 
That's another midah we can have to be poil Yeshua's for people. A way that we can, we can be put in Rav Steinman and others, they all said the same thing. If you want to help other people, one of the biggest schuyas to do that is to not respond, even though you're right. Even though you have all the right to respond angrily to what someone has said, you're quiet. And that's what you need to do. And Rav Shach said, whatever the Yeshua is, whether it's in getting a shidduch, whether it's in making the money that you need, this is the attitude you have to have. You have to work for others, seemingly, and also what you need to do is be mavater. Rav Shach would say, and I think it's, it's, it's worthwhile to hear it, he would say that uh, this was very rogel for Rav Shach to say, If you ever need, what Kabbalah can I have? They asked Rav Chaim uh, Kanievsky and others. Rav Chaim also said to be Mavater. This is what this is what the Rav Shach's Torah. Don't walk around all day with kpedas and tainus on other people. There's people who this guy did this to me. This guy, this guy is uh, this guy. Uh, he treated me then, right? You have a whole list in your mind of all what everybody else did. Again, our president and others could learn from this. People walk around the whole day with a, a list of people that they've done bad things for. And then you're thinking about, why did he do this? Um, and then when you go home, you, you, you show your, um, your angry attitude to the people around you. And, and, and you're short-tempered with people. You have tightness on everyone. Tightness on your parents. Tightness on your wife. Tainus on your kids. That's the main thing to be makabo. Don't walk around and, 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 and everybody else is your target, even in your mind. What you need to do, Rav said, is take the blame on yourself and look at others and, and, and give them benefit of the doubt. Upon him, he should have a lichtig on Eden, and we should be zeichet to, to to walk in his ways in terms of learning from him. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.